Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. You know, I have long been very fascinated, I guess, with the Vietnam War or what the Vietnamese call the American War that took place between Vietnam and America. And one of the reasons is, is because I live or spend a large part of my time in Hanoi, Vietnam. So, of course, I have seen some of the aspects of the war, and maybe seen the war from a little bit of a different angle. One of the things I've always wondered about is why did the U.S. Army call the Vietnamese Charlie during the war? In the American news and other things, you'd often heard heard the term Charlie, and I never quite understood why did they call the Viet Cong or the Viet Minh, why did they call them Charlie? And actually, the explanation is the Viet Cong or the Vietnamese soldiers, they call them Charlie for the letter C in the NATO alphabet. For the NATO alphabet... You know, they would say A, Alpha, B, Bravo, C, Charlie. And because C was Charlie and it was the Viet Cong, that's why they called them Charlie because of the NATO alphabet with C being Charlie. I never realized that. I never realized that's why they called them Charlie. I thought it was always something else. But that is why the Viet Cong were called Charlie. You know, during the Vietnam War, there was also the Viet Cong versus the Viet Minh. And you might ask yourself, what's the difference? There were two principal people in the Vietnam War, the pro, pro, uh, protagonist, the Viet Cong and the Viet Minh. Both organizations were seeking freedom from foreign control that played crucial roles between the 1950s and 70s. The Viet Cong was more in the South. They were fighting for the Vietnam's independence, but they, they had some differences. The Viet Minh is short for Vietnam Duc Lap Dong Minh Hoi, which means League for the Independence of Vietnam. It was set up in 1941 to fight for the Vietnamese independence from French rule. During the World War II, the Japanese occupied Vietnam. So besides fighting the colonial French, the Viet Minh also started military campaigns against the Japanese. By the end of the 1944, the Viet Minh claimed to have a membership of at least about half a million Viet Minh fighters. The Viet Minh were primarily led by the communists. There was also a nationalist front open to people from all kinds of political backgrounds and persuasions. Their main goal was to liberate Vietnam from the French rule. So when you hear the term Viet Minh, their main goal for the Viet Minh was to be able to liberate Vietnam, the entire country of Vietnam, from the French rule. The prominent leader of the Viet Minh was Ho Chi Minh, or in Vietnam, as they lovingly call him a lot, Uncle Ho. When North Vietnam won the independence against the French in 1956, most Viet Minh became part of the Vietnamese Communist Party. And many former Viet Minh leaders and fighters were active in the North Vietnamese politics and military. The Viet Cong was really started in the mid-1950s. It was really consisting of South Vietnamese groups that were opposing the South Vietnamese government. You know, the Viet Cong, it translated into Vietnamese as a Vietnamese communist. So it was a group of fighters that were formed in the late 1950s, but really took hold in the 1960s. It was a guerrilla force that, with the North Vietnamese Army support, was fighting against the leadership of South Vietnam from 1950s to 1975. And then later, you know, from the United States from the 1960s and the ni- to 1975. 
So really, if you think about the two differences is the Viet Minh really was the force that was, you know, to, to get Vietnam rid of the French rule. They were fighting a lot in the North to get the Vietnamese to Vietnam to become an independent country. It was really led very strongly by um, Ho Chi Minh. And their main focus was how could Vietnam become free? Where the Viet Cong really was you know, based a lot in the South, they were the guerrilla fighters that were fighting against the American forces down there. And that's why the American forces called the Viet Cong. That's why they would call them Charlie because of Viet and then the Cong with a C. And so instead of trying to spell out, you know, C-O-N-G in the NATO alphabet, they just said Charlie for C. You know, most of the Viet Cong were recruited in the South, but they received weapons, they received guidance, reinforcement, and support from the North Vietnamese Army. And many North Vietnamese soldiers also infiltrated South Vietnam and became part of the Viet Cong fighters. So, you know, the Viet Cong really was, you know, considered more like this guerrilla warfare that was fighting in the South to be able to be free from then, you know, what was then, you know, the American rule that was in the South or the puppet leaders that the Americans were were kind of propping up in South Vietnam. In 1968, um, during the famous Tet Offensive, the Viet Cong suffered tremendous losses. So deep were their losses that North Vietnamese soldiers had to fill many of Viet Cong's ranks. And this really shows the support that the North Vietnamese had for the Viet Cong. So really, the Viet Cong was a guerrilla force. Their methods were the ambush, terrorism, and sabotage. You know, if you ever get a chance to go to Vietnam, there's two places I highly recommend that that anyone travels to, especially if you happen to be an American citizen like I am. The first one's in Hanoi to go to the prison, which is now a museum. And the prison, many of the Americans call the Hanoi Hilton. But it's actually today, there's only a little section of the prison, which is still there. And you can go in and you can visit the prison. A lot of the prison is about how the French treated the Vietnamese fighters, and or in other words, how the French treated the Viet Minh. There is a small section there which talks about you know how well the Americans are treated by the Vietnamese. Which you know anyone that studied anything about the time there, it was a very brutal place for any of the soldiers to be in that prison. John McCain's flight suit is in there, but it is historically it is a very interesting place to see, and it kind of gives you some perspective of what some of the Viet Minh fighters went through under the French. I think we often forget the fact that you know there was a lot of brutality that went on during that time and during that war. The other place that I recommend you go see is the Chichu Tunnels, which is the tunnels in the south, and you can actually crawl into these tunnels and you can see this whole tunnel system that's down there, and you can see how the Viet Cong you know built built these intricate tunnels where there were hospitals down there, meeting rooms down there, like different stakes in the ground that when the American soldiers tried to come in, it very much was a very brutal war and a war that was fought underground. And that's really what the Viet Cong are known for in the American wars, this brutal, brutal guerrilla warfare. In fact, one of the stories that was told there at the tunnels when I went there was the fact that um, an American military base didn't know that they had built their military base on top of some tunnel systems. And in the middle of the night, some of their soldiers were dying in their bed and they couldn't figure it out. And it was because of these these tunnel systems that were built that were very hard to find, very difficult for anyone to be able to detect. 
And the Vietnamese were extremely clever about how they would uh, underground, and then they would not allow the smoke to rise until in the evening time when no one could see the smoke. Or, you know, how basically they had these whole systems and networks and, and you know, hospitals and all these things going on underground, which are very hard and a very difficult war to fight. If you would like to read more about this and learn more about the Vietnam War, which really is quite an intriguing uh, war in many ways, and, and I recommend for anyone who's considering to go to Vietnam to get a bit of a history of the war. Not because you want to talk about the war there, because I never talk about the war there, and not because you're going to feel any animosity towards yourself there, especially if you're an American or French. I have never felt any type of animosity for me being American for all the years I have lived and worked in Vietnam. Not because of that, but just because it's always good to understand a little bit of the history of a country before you go there. And this war was a very important aspect of both America and Vietnam. So it is an important war for anyone to understand who is going to go there to visit. I will put a link to my blog post about why did the U.S. Army call the Vietnamese Charlie during the war. If you'd like to be able to read more and learn more about the Viet Minh, the Viet Cong, and a little bit more about the Vietnam War itself. This is Anita from the Dusty Road Podcast, where it's all about living your life as a global citizen. And we honestly believe as part of living your life as a global citizen, it also means that you need to understand some about the history and the culture and the places you're going to visit. Or if you're never going to visit there at all, if you're just interested in the world, that's what this is about. All things to do with the world and global life, because we believe everyone should strive to live their life as a global citizen. We'd like to thank you for being our listeners and also thank those who helped make this possible, specifically Rico and our team who helped put this together. And we'd like to thank you for being part of our community. And we'd like to invite you to subscribe. We'd love to have you subscribe to us, our podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, please tell others about our podcast. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.